This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Equity Mates. I uh, really appreciate the support and love that we get from all of you guys. Obviously, we are doing this for free. We don't expect any money from anyone and we, we do it for the love of investing and equities but there is one thing that we could really appreciate your support from. Ren? Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, look, we don't ask for money, although if you want to send it our way, we wouldn't say no. <laughs> but the biggest thing you can do to help us, to help us grow the podcast, to get more people listening, is to just jump on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use and give us a rating, ideally five stars. If not, if you think we're only worth three, then that's your decision. <laughs> but yeah, it helps us massively uh, in the ratings uh, and to get more listeners and to grow the brand. Nice. Leave a review and also tell your mates. Equity mates. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is you Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, a podcast where we will help you learn to invest in 20 minutes or less. We break down the world of investing from beginning to dividend so that you can hopefully make some returns. My name's Bryce and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going, bro? I'm very good, Bryce. Well, I always say I'm very good, but this is probably, we're both probably going to be a little bit slow for this episode. What um, is that? Well, you had your Christmas party last night <laughs> and I'm, I'm actually bookended between my team's Christmas party last night and my whole company's Christmas party tomorrow. So, um, well, I've equally got, I've also got an, um, we've got our sort of uh, grad group Christmas party tomorrow night as well. So there Christmas parties all around for us. Yeah, this is the danger of uh, recording these episodes in uh, the few weeks before Christmas. We True. Yeah, well, we just have other things on. But, you know, we we persevere. We will. We do. We will have to update um, on how the Christmas parties went on our episodes in January because we'll be recording the rest of the episodes for our summer series before we hit up our Christmas party tomorrow. True. I think... Um, Knowing your so, form, mate, probably good that we're not uh, updating oh, the list. Right. I was going to say, you need to watch yours. <laughs> yeah, but I got in there first. <laughs> no, look, um, Bryce, we all know that you love oh, a good Christmas go. party. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so the Woolly, you were telling me that the Woolies Christmas party is two hours in the car park. <laughs> uh, <laughs> word on the street is that's because of your performance there a couple of years ago. <laughs> 
I had such an effect that five and a half thousand people have uh, had to have a, a Christmas party in the car park instead yeah. of well, where 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 else could you fit five and a half thousand people really? Um, Hyde con- Park, I guess. The convention center. Convention, yes. <laughs> On a boat. Yeah. So is that why they call you the Grinch around the office? Because oh. you ruin Christmas. <laughs> Anyway, let's move on, Ren. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're here, Ren, to talk about uh, a company, our fourth company on the list, I think, for our summer series. Um, and for those of you who have just joined the show, welcome. Ren and I, by this point, will most certainly be on holidays uh, by the time you're listening to this. And we have decided to deep dive into five companies from the Australian Stock Exchange uh, over, over the summer and give you guys a bit of an insight into A, the company that you may never have heard of before and B, just uh, introduce you to some of the ways that we look at information to do with companies and some of the uh, different ways that you can value companies and start to make a bit of a thesis about uh, companies to help with your um, investing decisions. So Ren, today we have Doremus PLC. Do you think I pronounced that correctly? Yeah, probably. Yeah, Doremus. Yeah, let's go with it. Yeah, Doremus PLC. It's ASX ticker is DOR. So if you want to follow along as we do this, jump onto the ASX and type in DOR or Yahoo Finance or wherever you may be uh, looking for information. Ren and I usually start with a Google search. Would you agree, Ren? Yeah, uh, generally... Yeah, or actually always a Google search. Always. So how did you want to structure this one, Ren? Obviously, we'll start a bit about what Doremus does. Um, is any anything in particular that you want to call out with this company as we go through? Uh, honestly, this is probably the one I have the least on. Um, so I didn't, I didn't do a lot around its industry and competition just because... Well, we'll get into what the company is. But um, yeah, let's just do the company, have a look at its financials little bit on valuation. Call it a day. Call it a day. Nice. All right. So what is Doremus PLC, D-O-R? It, what I've come across, Ren, it's a UK-based oil and gas exploration and production company um, with its strategy to be either acquiring interests in oil and gas assets, um, either by directly or um, through licensing uh, or buying into companies that themselves uh, own oil and gas a- assets. Um, and their current base of assets is primarily in UK oil and gas sector. Uh, and from what I understand, they're trying to broaden their base into the Asia Pacific region, which is why I would imagine they are listed on the ASX. Um, anything to add to that, Ren? No, look, I think that sums it up quite nicely. They So they were actually listed in London on the NEX, Okay. Uh, which is another exchange, and then they moved to the ASX. Um, well, they they I think they were dual listed for a little while, but then they remo- were removed from the NEX, the London Exchange, one of the London exchanges in March 2018. So pretty recent. Um, but yeah, like as you said, all of their um, interests, all of their oil and gas interests at the moment are in the south of the UK. Yeah. When they listed in Australia, they listed to raise $3.5 million and the issue price that the shares were issued at was $0.26. Cents. Oh, wow. So, if you're an investor, you might be a little bit disappointed because as of the 13th of December when we're recording this, they're trading at $0.08. Cents. So, um, so, you lost 60% there. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, not, not ideal, but no. yeah, there you go. One thing that I found quite interesting and... 
the how I found this information was just reading through uh, their last annual report, which I'm pretty sure was uh, financial year... Uh, oh no, it was calendar year 2017, I think. So as you said, they are an oil and gas company. Yeah. But interestingly enough, they don't actually... They're not really operators in any sense of the word. Like they're not operating any oil and gas fields and extracting uh, these resources. And similarly, they're not an explorer looking for like drilling and looking for oil and gas deposits instead all of their interests are minority interests yeah so there are three oil and gas fields major ones and then there's a couple of minor ones um brockham oil field they own 10 percent of Lindsay oil field they own 20 percent of and horse hill they which is i think is their biggest one yeah. they own 10 percent interest in a in, in an investment vehicle that owns 65 percent of the oil and gas field so effectively they own six and a half percent so really to my mind they're an investment company and, i completely agree yeah yeah they, yeah and they and what they do is they invest in oil and gas projects that they think will do well, but they're not actually uh, operating anything. So they don't take any of that operational risk. Um, yes. They just own minority stakes. And they the, the reason you would invest in this company is if you were confident that their, their management exactly. Uh, exactly. could make correct investments. I was just about to say that that is exactly what you're doing. You're not really investing in their ability to go out and find oil and and do it at a cheaper cost than their competitors or anything like that. Yeah, you're just investing on in the the management of the company and their ability to choose the right, I guess, assets to invest in. Yeah, hundred percent. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. So market cap of four point zero three million dollars, Ren. Yeah, so pretty cheap. Cheap. Whoa, you and I could buy that. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe once we get some ads on this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely, cannot buy that for anyone listening. So why is why is it so small? Uh well because it doesn't have any revenue. Yeah. It's and got it no, lost nothing. It lost two point seven six million pounds in its last annual report. Yeah, interesting. Because it listed on the ASX in September two thousand and seventeen. Yeah. So in terms of data for ASX, it's only got one year last year. And so this is a good lesson, I guess, is if you wanted to go back, you've managed to find data previous to its listing in the on in australia by going into onto their website right yeah into the annual report mm. and could you could you have gone back further than 2017 oh i'm pretty sure you could can't remember from memory but yeah i'm pretty sure you could yeah okay cool so they made a loss then they did they did so calendar year 2017 they had no revenue no and they made a loss of 2.7 million that was primarily driven by 1.6 million in a share-based payment charge, 500,000 in ASX listings costs, and then uh, half a million dollars in administration expense, administrative expenses. So over 2 million of that was from listing and by the looks of it, share-based payment charge. I'm not 100% sure what that means. Um, but yeah, so you would expect that that's likely going to be a one-off. The year before they lost $700,000. So... Still a loss, still not great, but I think the 2.7 is probably an outlier given the listing in Australia. And did they have a revenue in 2016? Yeah, they made a whole $1,000. Interesting. So it's a, it's an established company. It's not a new company. I don't know how long they have held the interests in these oil fields, but you would assume that within the last two years, 
they would be making some sort of revenue from those oil fields. Like I'm interested and I haven't been able to really find is how they like they're invested in, they've got 10%. What, what's the revenue stream from these oil fields? I wonder, is it just based on, you know, 10% of 30,000 barrels produced a day or? Um, yeah, look, it would be, but I'm pretty sure most of the, uh, most of the oil fields they own, they're still testing in, they're still, um, doing uh, like extended well testing or, you know, they're, they're making sure that they can actually mine some of these places. So I think your logic is right, but it might just be too early. Well, Lindsay's been in production since 2008. I know that. I don't know when they got their 20% stake in it though. So maybe it hasn't it kicked in or not. But yeah, Bro- Brookham and Horse Hill, I'm not sure if they're up and running yet. But yeah, I'm, I'm interested to know when they're going to start making some revenue because they've made yeah, $2.7 million loss. Yeah, interesting. Mm. So looking at their half yearly update this year. So yeah, it looks like they are pumping oil. So Lindsay announced... So yeah, in March, they announced that two of the wells at Lindsay had, be pl- had been placed back on production. So yeah, you're right. Look, they are pumping oil. Well, the pl- things they've invested in is pumping oil. So it's a good question why there's no income mm. coming from it. Looking at... Oh no, here you go. So looking at their revenue for uh, the six months ending the 30th of June, 2018, they had $13,000 in revenue. So still not what you'd expect for a 20% stake in, a, in an oil field. That's for sure. Unless yeah. this oil field's literally the size of the olive oil container I've got in my kitchen right now, but... Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it is strange. So, it's an interesting one. Um, if you look at the value of their assets, so if the investment isn't producing income, maybe it's producing... It's increasing in value and that's where the value is coming from, but... The value of their asset is primarily driven by the price of oil though and we know what that's been happening to the price of oil over the last six months or so yeah yeah but also as you get closer to production you'd expect the uh the price to improve but i've actually got it here so in uh at the 30th of june 2017 it was it was worth 1.1 million uh by the end of 2017 it was worth 2.2 million um and then by halfway through 2018 it was 2.3 million so it hasn't really appreciated that much Mm. so yeah it is interesting um and I guess that's we haven't done the full research to understand um, exactly what's going on at all these oil and gas fields. But just looking at what they're updating the market, you'd be a little bit concerned about putting your money there. Yeah, absolutely. I'd want to know a lot more before I start uh, going down this track. I'm not really a fan of commodity-based uh, investing like this anyway, but um, I'd like to see some more numbers on the page for sure. Yeah. So yeah. in the half in the half year to um uh the 30th of june it lost 396,000 pounds on 13,000 pounds of revenue so Gee, yeah burning burning cash yeah anyway, anyway. That's, um that's that's the company that's its financials i did um i did want to finish a little bit with some valuation um yep. so We've unless got... you have anything else about the company itself no no nothing to cover from my side We've discussed the three oil fields, which was primarily what I wanted to talk about. So hit us up with your valuation, Ren. What yeah. have you got? So similar to uh, what we were saying earlier, um, because they just hold minority interests in these oil and gas fields, they're basically just investors. So when you think about valuing them like an, uh, a listed investment company, uh, that's based on the value of the assets. Um, 
So if you look at their balance sheet, this is based on the 2017 end of year report. Uh, the, they had oil and gas properties worth $2.2 million. They had $1 million in, oh sorry, this might all be in pounds, $1 million in investments available for sale, uh, receivables in $700 million, most of which was a loan to a joint venture partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they had $1.1 million in cash, which brings you to a total of $5 million. So they had $5 million worth of assets that if they needed to, they could sell for cash and you as a business owner or part business owner would be entitled to your share of that $5 million. Um, however, they had liabilities, so debt of $437 million, which Whoa. brings their net... Oh, sorry, $437,000, i am pretty sure. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they were yeah, surely yeah. not half a billion in debt. No, surely not. So, <laughs> no. no, on 13,000 revenue. Um, <laughs> 437,000, excuse my typo, uh, which bring that brought their net current assets to $4.56 million. So, as, a, as an investor, you're saying if the comp- something went wrong with the company and they had to sell all of, all of what they could, they would get about $5 million and then they would have to pay off their debt with the 437,000, not million. Um, <laughs> which give, which leaves you as a part business owner with four point five six million. Um, now there are fifty odd million shares outstanding. So if you say that the share price is eight cents as of today, yes, and there are fifty point four two million shares, yeah, you get a uh, a market value what we were talking about before of four point oh three million. Yes. And so when you compare that to the net current assets, it's uh just a slight discount to the 4.56 million in uh, net current assets. So mm-hmm. essentially what the market is saying is that they want a margin of safety of, uh, so, you know, about a 10% margin of safety and 12% margin of safety if the company had to sell everything, pay off its debt and then return money to shareholders. Uh, you as an investor would get your money back essentially based on the current share price. So, I mean... It's probably not a company that I would look to invest in because no. you don't really see a path to, for it to make a lot more money. Um, maybe if the oil and gas fields start doing well, but in terms of how the market's valued it, that's the sort of process that it's gone through. Looked at looked at what the company could be sold for and then has priced it a little bit below that. Yeah, nice. It sounds. It may sound complicated to someone who's just joined the show as an investor, a uh, beginner investor for the very first time, but have no fear. Um, what Ren is, is talking about is um, a relatively simple concept to work your way through. Uh, Ren, where did you find that information and that breakdown of assets and liabilities to work out its uh, you know, total net asset? Yeah, it's a good question. And yeah, I probably could have explained it a bit more simply. Uh, there's a page in every company's annual report uh, that companies have to produce every year that shows their their balance sheet. And um, it has all those categories that I just explained listed um, on different lines. And then at the end, it will have net current assets, net tangible assets, something like that. And that was that number that I ended up at. Um, so the company will spell it all out for you. So yeah. all there, they have to report it every year or most companies report it every half year at least. Um, so yeah, it's all it's all available through the company's website. And then total shares outstanding, Do you, uh, that, that is essentially all the shares that are available uh, out there on the market. Where did you find that information? Uh, that I found 
on I'm pretty sure it was on Yahoo Finance. Nice, Ren. So we found a a cheap company, not all, you know, eight cents in in its price, four point zero three million dollar market cap, trading at a discount. Um, would you buy? Uh, look, maybe at a certain price. If um if if we say yeah, look. I'm not convinced. <laughs> I mean, if it was trading at like five cents, maybe, but uh, probably not. Would you? No, no, oh, no, okay. no. There you go. No. Not even if it was trading at one cent. Oh, I mean, no, no, <laughs> no. no. So, Ren Doremus PLC, it's essentially an in, an investment company that looks at oil and and gas assets in the UK, listed on the ASX Stock Exchange, um, and Neither of us would like to invest in it. No, well, so, yeah. I yeah think, so it's uh, been good. A good, yeah, a good way to work through it, I think. We've come, we've certainly raised some questions that we would like to know more about if we were to pursue this a lot further. Um, and I think there's more questions than answers in my mind at the moment. Um, and I guess we've highlighted you've you've gone through a really simple way of coming to a valuation for the company that uses information that is readily available to everyone and yeah and anything else to add no that's that's about it well that's the second to last episode for our summer series next week we will be doing our final one uh, which i'm a bit sad about ren i've really enjoyed discussing this i i think we'll hopefully carry this into the new year in some some new way i guess um depending yeah, on how i think react uh, to it. great I, exercise i think yeah i think definitely think so i think if Listeners have got value out of it. Uh, let us know because I've definitely enjoyed doing it as well. Mm-hmm. All right, Wen. Well, let's uh, let's leave it there and we'll talk next week. Yeah. See ya. Equity mates and the people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. This is general advice only. Please speak to a financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your individual situation. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 